Another weekend at Effie's, one of the grandest finales of all, where Pitar gets to actually come backstage to a GCW show and hang out with all his favorite superstars, where I go off on a rampage about what you do with jack-o'-lanterns after Halloween's over, you smash those pumpkins, and where we discuss the magic of eating at a Chili's with someone as fun as Speedball Mike Bailey, and then we talk about Dragula. I hope you all enjoy the episode, weekendateffies.com, if you want to get on the Patreon and uh, learn more more about what our life is like bebop lucifer cranberry the dogs are all here and we're having a party next thing you're going to tell me that crab with a k is not real crab meat is it no it's actually it's a it's like a bottom feeder fish that they process with starch and then they give it a red color and it's it doesn't even taste like real crab does it taste better we will never be imitation crab meat we will be real crab meat this is real crab meat. This is weekend at Effie's. This is what the real crabs are eating. Wait, I guess they're not cannibals, right? Do you remember when Tintin was investigating the fake, fake crab meat and it turned out to be opium? What? Were you not a Tintin person? I wasn't watching that much Tintin. I watched the Spielberg Tintin with the motion capture where they look real creepy. You didn't read the comics? I wasn't reading Such Tintin an American comics. American. Yeah, you're. what are you, from the 1940s? <laughs> They were like, here's your Tintin you comics. Know, Tintin was the first man on the moon. What? Yeah. What about Neil Armstrong? No, Tintin. Wow. Did he bring his dog? Snowy was, the was there, too. Snowy, okay. He was drunk the whole time, but he was there. The dog was drunk? The dog's an alcoholic. I didn't know this. The dog is an alcoholic. I need alcoholic. to get deeper into the Tintin lore. You, you did see the Spielberg Tintin, right? Oh, my God. Right? Brilliant. Great. It was better than the new uh, Indiana Jones, for sure. But I, I liked the Where's new my Indian. sequels? Peter Jackson, Steven Spielberg, James oh, Cameron. Oh, yeah, Peter Jackson was involved. Well, I don't know. James Cameron was involved? It was going to be Spielberg first, Jackson second, Cameron third. I think James they're all Cameron. giant Tintin dorks. He's stuck on the planet of Pandora. I, yeah, I don't think we're getting a Tintin from him. No, I think we're going to get Navi Navi, which is one of the young Navis. That's by the time we get to the fourth or fifth movie. I don't know. I heard we get the fire one next. The volcano people. Ooh. So. Well, the next Tintin movie we're going to get is the Inca one. Really? Yeah. Where there's I love curse. Inca. That was that one's really fun because it's basically colonialism is a curse. And all of these British men that go and take artifacts get cursed. Good. And they have to figure out why. Well, did they have the aliens? The there's alien no alien. mummies? No. Wait, it's just mummies in this one. But there's alien mummies. There could be. They showed them in the Congress of Mexico. Are you telling me those are paper mache mummies? Okay. I had a I had a friend at work whose buddy is like really into sending him videos and all this stuff. Yeah. He watched one of those videos, didn't watch it all the way through, sent it to him. <laughs> he pulls this up at work, and at the end of the video, a knife comes out of nowhere and they cut into it and it's cake. The aliens. <laughs> Or cake. He had to text his friend back and be like, I don't think he watched this one all the way through. This one's cake. It's just like that show on Netflix, Is It Cake? This just collapsed Pitar. Pitar has now been collapsed by the cake alien. It's so funny to me. I'm so excited for those of you that are on our Patreon listening to the mini-sode because it is out of control today. It has some focus. Oh my god. I'm glad you helped me remember we saw the David Fincher film, which will be out on Netflix this weekend. Uh, we talked about knife, knife plus heart, 
And we talked about um, a lot of other stuff that is a little too scandalous for the podcast. Not being able to use pockets in your jacket. Not being able to use pockets in your jacket. We do get a bit scandalous about jacket pocket location and doing a quick check on your fit before you get in front of the cameras. Uh, but today on Weekend at Effie's, we are talking about some real magic because not only is this the last weekend of wrestling I had before a week off, which you're going one week off. That doesn't sound like enough. It's not. It will be nice, though, and it will be refreshing. Uh, but we are also talking about Pitar attending a professional wrestling show from the most backstage point of view that you can attend it. I was in the deep underground belly of you were in the dungeon with you. And I said to Nick Gage, we'll get to it a little, but I said, this is Pitar. If anybody fucks with him, tell him they're, they're screwed. I think I gave him instructions that was like, don't let anybody mess with Pitar. You're like, am I allowed to be here? And I was like, hold up. Let me tell Nick Gage that you're definitely allowed to be here. Uh, I did. We're skipping ahead a tiny little bit. I did see him go off in a corner and do a cameo where he was yelling at someone to live their dreams. And I thought that was the <laughs> sweetest thing ever. It's the sweetest thing for me, too, because I get 5%. So... Hate to say it, if you're buying any Danhausen, Mance Warner, Alley Catch, or Nick Gage cameos, 5% goes to Effie, and that's going to go to the Bebop College Fund. Uh, he is He really wants to go to Dartmouth. Uh, he's asleep behind me now. He's been such a sweet little boy today. He's He felt the shift. You asked me today, did I feel the shift? There was a shift in the planetary alignments. Uh I woke up feeling Uranus like, is in uh, my third house or something. <laughs> what is it? Uranus is in my first house. It's in your 12th, actually. Oh, yeah. how many houses are there? There's 12. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was I was being facetious. I'm I don't sorry. I don't know where the himbo house comes. The himbo house is right here. I live in it all the time. I am the himbo house. The Mojo Dojo Casa house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where I live. I don't even know if I'm allowed to reference that. Sag on strike. Uh, do not use me in AI forms. I hate that we're teaching the AI. The AI, I checked. It kept up with me saying all those crazy things. And it even put the alphabet backwards perfectly, which good check. I did have all the letters. Did you know that? You know why I learned the alphabet backwards? Back when I was an alcoholic, I thought if I ever get pulled over... They're going to want to see that I'm not drunk. So if I know the alphabet backwards, they'll know I'm not drunk. Wow. Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah, I did it last week. Did you hear me? I don't know where my brain is. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-A-G-I-H-G-F-E-D-C-B-A. Okay. Now walk in a straight line. Oh, hold up. Hold up. I don't think that's that's a little too much. That's a little too much. Oh, no. Uh there's enough to know. There's enough to... I I didn't get a DUI, but the law finally caught up with me. And that's fine. Because I have gotten ahead of the law now. They are irresponsible. And congratulations to Ohio for legalizing uh, in their amendment not only uh, the right to abortion, but recreational marijuana. Uh, guys, I'm struggling down here. Please, someone do something. Please get me off the hook. I mean, this is state 24. Yeah, so half the states basically mm -hmm. are saying it's cool, just not even for medicinal reasons, to smoke weed. And I'm down here trapped in a prison of my own doing because I had edibles. I think within the next three years, 
we're gonna see well, something my happen. My probation's done if I'm a good boy after three years. I think you're gonna be done a little bit sooner. I think uh, I'm annoying the fuck out of them. I think legalization will happen. It, it will either be within the next three years or it's gonna be a long time. I'll say this: if Joe Biden doesn't get his act together, we're gonna actually. I'm gonna be running for president. I'm not old enough next year. Damn no. it. I'm a year off. Yeah. Ugh. The election after I'm running for president, and then I'm going to dissolve all political systems. That's I my first executive order. Cranberry's old enough to run, right? Cranberry's old enough to run for president. First uh, dog president. I'd vote for Cranberry because you'd be like, Cranberry, we have, we need you to sign this. And she would go. <sighs> and that would be, <laughs> they'd be like, we better come back tomorrow. She doesn't seem to want to sign anything. <laughs> She's chilling. She's having a good time. Um, it was a big week. We had so much fun. There was a lot of drama in my life uh, that we legally are not going to discuss here. But we got through all the all the discussions. We got through all the problems. And now uh, I've got this week off ahead. And we discussed it a little bit. But it's rare. And after this, I think I have maybe one more week off in December, which I think is going to be good for me. Unless somebody wants to book it. But Christmas time... Not a lot of not a lot of good shows running during Christmas. Yeah. It used to be Dusty Rhodes said he used to work twice on Thanksgiving and twice on Christmas because people would just want to go see wrestling because they didn't have TVs back then. I don't think I don't think they had channels. But now I am still wrestling on Thanksgiving. We're doing Effie's Big Day Thanksgiving in North Carolina, which uh, I'm not booking. I have nothing to do with the booking of the show. Uh, and for everyone DMing me about Big Gay Brunch in Philly, fucking stop. Stop. Stop doing that. Okay? It's November. It's the beginning of November, and this show is in April. Leave me alone. I know. I brought this upon myself. Yeah, you want to own an empire? You got to answer some emails. <laughs> okay? But not me. I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you want to own an empire? You got to answer some emails. I'm not answering the emails. I'm not answering the messages. I'm not even going to thumbs up them. I'm going to ignore them, and I'm going to book the show I want to book, and that's that. That's it. Brett came to me with some ideas for the Florida Big Gay Brunch yesterday, and I said no to all of them. And he said, you got to pick something. And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I will eventually have to pick something. But uh, I'm trying to clear my brain and cleanse my spirit this weekend so that I don't come back with any jaded energy in my heart. And we're going to have only positive spirits going forward. But we are entering a new era for Effie. Uh, hopefully... By the time I turn 34, the idea is that I will have already been crucified. I will have already risen from the dead. Uh, hope you got a big enough cross, but I will come back as a selfish performer and I will stop giving my attention to helping others gain traction. Do you think I can even do that? I'm, I'm a big talker, but in action, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to keep just like helping people and <laughs> trying to get them into the spot they need to be in. I don't know. I, yeah, probably. I can't. Probably. I can't help my good-natured spirit. I am going to start wearing more robes after next year. You remember when Gandalf the Grey returned as Gandalf the White? And yeah. And his, his like, outfits got better? Yeah. That's what I'm going for. He bleached his hair. Yeah, he did He did have a bleachier hair. It was kind of like gray. Like He was fighting the Balrog, and it was like there was like a gray sweatiness to him. He was in his gray robe, and he saw great magic, and he smoked dragon smoke. But then he came back, and he was like, and there was like a purity to his magic and he could shoot lasers from his fucking staff. Right? Yeah. Hold up. 
Bless you. Oh. I had to drink more lemonade. Wait, did, did you put the lemonade in your coffee cup? <laughs> no, I cleaned the coffee cup out and then put lemonade in it. Sorry, not to like out you on the podcast or anything. My coffee cup is now full of lemonade. That's the truth. <laughs> uh, once again, Effie chose to take a late flight into St. Louis, Missouri. So I did not leave Atlanta until 2.30 p.m. Damn. Which was... It kind of felt legendary because I slept in, I hung out, I played Spider-Man 2. Hey, the dogs are having moments. That was my fault. No, I don't know. I think it was uh, it was a chain reaction. Look, I can pet their butts at the same time. <laughs> I walked out when you came out this morning. I was in the bathroom and I came out and the two of them were sitting in front of the heater with their butts next to each other. It was so cute. So cute. They act like they're not ultimate BFFs. They're all over each other when you come home. I know. They're just they're good little babies, and they love each other. And you took them on two walks yesterday. Uh, yeah. It My was, spirit has risen in the past little bit. I love it. I'm glad you're feeling the shift here, the life shift, the, the shift of poetic uh, championing of your, of your spiritual life. And... And congratulations to you. I won't say why, but congratulations Thank to Pitar. Uh, and congratulations to Lucy, because I think this is going to work out in your favor. She just gave me a side eye, like, what you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? After we record this episode today, we are going to be recording something very good for the Patreon, which is a live watch along of the fate, with an eight, of the furious. Fate. Fate. Not the there's an anime called Fate, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm not that deep. Oh. You're pretty deep. I watch what I watch and I weave Is everything. Is Ten Ten an anime? No. Shin? No, because he the guy was German. Oh. Or Dutch. So you have to be Japanese for it to be an anime? Yeah, because that like the specific because otherwise it's just a cartoon. Huh. So what's the Powerpuff Girls? Cartoon? I think cartoon. Okay. All right, that's fair. So Ten Ten, not an anime. Fate. A name of an anime that also they made a game of it or something. I don't know. I'm speaking on subjects I don't understand, which is welcome to the podcast. Uh, here's things I don't understand. I'm going to speak like I know. What Have I'm you seen about. Perfect Blue? No. Is that like a perfect storm? <laughs> George Clooney was in that one. I'm going to make you watch Perfect Blue. What's it? What is it about? Uh, it's about a actress. That's everything's about an actress. But it's about it's about her being an actress and okay. being famous. And, right. uh, this is how I talk about pro wrestling, where I go, do you really want to watch a pro wrestling match that's about pro wrestling? Like, would you go watch a play about them putting on a play? Yeah, but that's like half of the movies we watch are about people making movies, though. Okay, but it's not. <laughs> but that's. <laughs> Stop disproving my points. <laughs> my points need to be proven. <laughs> Please let me prove my points. But not every movie can be about making movies. No. Not every movie is Babylon. No. Okay, I'm getting all over the place. This is, maybe there was a shift, but maybe the shift is me entering a state of confusion. <laughs> maybe I'm just a confused creature who can't understand anything anymore. I also, I think I figured out something. Because you have a chart 
that there's some discrepancy as far as how it operates. Okay. And I think I figured out more of how it operates. In what way? I was expecting something bad to happen this weekend. This weekend? And it was normal. Yeah, it was fine. Mm -hmm. Huh. So I think, and then today you're not getting as much of the juice that I, I feel like a Disney princess today. Like, that's how I'm feeling. (laughs) Oh. And so ultimately it works better for you as a human being. Um, Is that why after Friday you were like, no, this is actually good. Okay. I figured you'd be all right. You didn't figure I'd be all right. Yeah. You figured it'd be bad. But it's also like, I know you and I know how you operate and everything. And it's less good to tell you of stuff. Yeah. Please don't tell me. Because then I I fester on it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? What's going on here? And then, like, with everything that happened last week, it was like, oh, that didn't line up with anything. Because we were kind of sitting on pins and needles. Yeah. It was because we watched The Killer, which is a thriller. Yeah, we were in thriller mode. Mm -hmm. And we survived everything. And I also learned that I'm I'm the smartest one. Of that of that group. If you were going to group all those people together, I would be the smartest one of that group. That's all I can say. That's all we can Read say. Read between the lines. Weekendateffies.com. <laughs> Check the Patreon. Uh, Fast and Fate of the Furious is coming in a watch-along form. I'm going to drag you to the comic book store with me, too. Here yeah, yeah, yeah. Record. Yeah, it's also a record store. Yeah. I don't know. You I know saw Phoenix play there once. And didn't they fuck up one of their songs? Yeah, they fucked up one of their songs. At least Mania. Spanish I think it might have been that one too. Like, 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 because it was they were recording it for the radio. One time I saw Phoenix at Bonnaroo, and they were mad they were there. It was like a dusty Sunday performance, and they were like, in between songs, they were like, "It doesn't feel comfortable outside here." And then they'd be like, "These songs called, uh, these songs called, uh, whatever." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah," and then the Strokes played after him. I think. And then we went to Taco Bell because I just couldn't take anymore. Right? Yeah. We have this record player here. I've never listened to a record on it in this house. Yeah. So maybe today is the day that changes. Today, yeah. That's a great use of the day. I've got that Jake Shears record up there. I wore that record out on Spotify. And my Spotify this year is going to be like, you only listen to Kylie Minogue and Troye Sivan. Azalea Banks disapproves of you. (laughs) Oh, poor Azalea Banks. I I hope that she gets lithium. I think mine's going to be Knocked Loose again, probably. Yeah? I don't know. This new Dying Wish record. Did they is... drop the whole record, though, yet? No. no? Mm, They're just no. on tour with Ghost? They're, They're like, soaking in their juice right now. Good. Um, because they, like, they, this year's been, I mean, because they played festivals this year. They, they really been, like, kicking up as far as, like, a band goes. Yeah, good. They've had some, The there were people complaining about their mosh pits. I love that. I There's nothing I like better than people complaining about a band's mosh pits, because you could stand in the back. Yeah. You could get out of the yeah. way. You're not required to join the mosh pit. Although, my, my uh, re-love for mosh pits, I used to be very mean in the mosh pit, okay? I'm sure. I was not a kind mosh pit person. Because I was like, yeah, this is a mosh pit, bitch. And now I'm like uh, a keeper of the peace. Is that a terror record? Oh, that's Keepers of the Faith? I don't know. Uh, But now I've realized with my powerful arms and sense of, uh, I've never missed a dive in wrestling. If you dive, I'm catching you. And I know this is a little too inside baseball, behind the curtain. If you dive on me, whatever that fucking fantastic dive is you're going to do, I'm going to catch it no matter what, no matter what happens, I will catch your dive. And that goes equally for mosh pits. 
Well, the, we're going to be very inside baseball today because holy shit. Oh, you were all the way inside the baseball. Yeah. You were in the dugout, pal. Yeah. You were in the locker room, the real locker room. You were in there. Uh, we'll start with St. Louis, though. I love St. Louis. Uh, I did not get enough vlog footage in St. Louis because I was feeling my oats. And the last time we were at this venue, Pops, which, yeah, okay, people are going, it's not actually in St. Louis. Brett doesn't actually run in St. Louis for GCW. Yeah, there's a reason for that, okay? When I run with Glory Pro, I have to go get my physicals and my blood work, and we have to run what we're doing by the commission, and we have to pay the commission a percentage of door sales. Fuck the commission. These commissions don't even know what pro wrestling is. They show up to collect money. They are now taking 5% of door ticket sales from these shows. I don't blame him one bit for going across the river and running next to the strip club at the music nightclub. Yeah. And if you have a problem with that, don't come to the shows. We don't need you there. All right? You know what I like about this place? There's a gas station with horse bedding. There's a strip club with barbecue in the parking lot. And there's Pops Nightclub where we perform. That building is where SGC was formed. We formed there on a midnight dreary. And so it's a historic venue. And we had historic matches lined up. I showed up. I thought I showed up late, right? Like I landed at 430 and drove out to the venue. And it still felt like 100 hours till the show started uh, because there's just nothing to do. I'm not getting. I'm not getting in the ring. I've been in the ring. All right. I'm not going to run the ropes for three hours and do rolls. Not doing it. But I set up merch, and I found out Allie and Joey were going to be really late. And Allie is in my tag team, so she's in my match. So I was like, I got. I ain't got shit to do. She didn't even show up till doors. So I was hanging out, just me and uh, Manser and Manders and uh, some of the other folks. And Derice was there from England. He's on a bit of a U.S. journey. So if you're in the States and you want to see Doris, Doris is on fire, the lyrical dragon. He's here from Manchester 0121. Cole Radrick going to be making his way back home from Manchester soon. And then Jordan Oliver going on a bit of an excursion over to the England Isles. Was that sloppy enough to no, sound British? Great. Yeah. We eat meat pies and minty mash. Yeah. Ugh. We like the queen. I said something about the queen. And he got a little, there was a little trepidation in his oh, heart. Oh, no. I was like, yeah, fuck that old bitch. And he was like, mate, she was a good lady. And I was like, was she? Was she a good lady? Uh, I don't know if I can legally tell. The, I guess legally I can. But the day that she had her body viewing, I did do some poppers. Uh, yeah. That are legal in England. And we wandered around trying to find the end of the queue, but could never find it. Um, just huffing poppers on the streets of London, as is tradition. All right? It's legal there. You can buy them at the gas stations, okay? So I wasn't doing anything bad except for killing my brain cells, which is not good. But Doris was there. Wonderful guy. Uh, very strong, very muscular, and uh, has a, a fiery tongue, if you will. But Ali showed up pretty late. We had another... Uh, tag match with Violence is Forever, which, let me just tell you, Peter, I'm never looking forward to those matches. Why? Those boys fucking hit you, and it doesn't feel good. So I said in my heart, well, I'm going to hit them back. <laughs> and if you watch the opening parts of this contest, where me and Dom Guarini are just beating the hell out of each other, uh, you're not going to forget how large Effie is, because I was laying the smack down. 
uh, I cornered Kevin Koo at yes. center stage and made him confirm for me that yes, their name does come from a nail song. <laughs> they also come out to the cranberries. He he basically was like, yeah, we wanted we were gonna come out to the nail song that we're based on, but we thought it was way funnier to come out to a cranberry song. It's it sets the mood. Did he wear his cape? I don't think he wore his cape. The first time we wrestled Violence is Forever, Kevin Koo came out in a cape. Damn. And it looked awesome. Like, he looked like a Dracula villain kind of thing. But I don't know if he kept wearing his cape. So, Kevin Koo, keep wearing your cape. Please. It looks great. Uh, It didn't go well for Bussy in the match. We were dominated again. They dumped Allie on her head a lot of times. Uh, They beat me up a lot of times. But I did get my licks in, if you... If you understand, you know, I got my licks in and fortunately we were done fairly early with the show and I got to kind of just like hang out and watch the show, which was great. Uh, Pops has a good view from the side to look in from the stage and sort of see everything. And uh, we also had two of the Bullet Club War Dogs members, Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin. And I don't get to see these guys a lot because they're usually over in Japan Uh so, you know, a few times a year I get to run into these guys. Gabe Kidd is British. Alex Coughlin just looks British. Uh, they are fantastic. And they had a match with SGC at the Atlanta show that was just like dudes beating the shit out of each other. I think we watched it together at one point. I'm not trying to jump ahead. I'm just saying, like, they are very physical performers and they are very strong. One of them just picked Manders up and just tossed his ass. And Manders is like a large man. Manders yeah. is the name because he's like a Manders. <laughs> like, what's that? Look how big that man is. Yeah, like, that's a Manders. You know, like that's how it kind of reads to me. And he just picked him up with ease and just threw his ass. But of course, the main event was blood and glass. And I do have a clip in the vlog that'll be coming out of uh, Manders and John Wayne Murdoch and Manser going to just get panes of glass through the curtain while me and Steph Delander are standing there like, Oh my God, please stop. Uh, Mance and Steph Delander are now lovers, and we can confirm it publicly. They've confirmed it because they were seen making out in the background of a backstage fight at the Atlanta show. I think they confirmed it online before then, but she's like, I fucking hate it. And I'm like, what? And she's like, all he wants to do is throw glass at people and bleed. And I'm like, you're right, he does. And there is a renewed spirit in Manser's heart that fires me up where he's just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'll beat everybody's ass and I'll be more over than everybody and y'all can keep the fuck up if you want. But part of that includes him using panes of glass and tubes to just make a mess and bleed everywhere. And poor Ref Scarlet forgot her gloves in that match. And I was so worried the whole time because her hands were just bare. And she was like, I didn't realize how fast the match was happening. And I ran out and then I looked and I was like, I'm not wearing gloves. This is very bad. I know what's coming in this match. But she thankfully protected herself enough to get through that. And they had a crazy main event. And the people of St. Louis were very excited to see Bussy. We hung out for a while after the show. We got pictures with everybody. I met a lot of people who follow us on Patreon, which was fantastic. I just saw another person that was at that show sign up for the Patreon, weekendatfies.com. We don't have real ads on this show, really. So I can put over the Patreon as many times as I want on this show as a form of ad read. This is a one-take, shake-and-jake kind of party. I got to see Warhorse. I got to see Dan the Dad. Uh, after the show is completed, though, thank God, Dan the Dad took me and Allie to get 
some kind of weird sandwich. Well, it's not a weird sandwich, but I don't even know where we went or where we got it from. I do know this. I was exhausted, Peter. Like, I hadn't even been on the road for but a day. And I, like, was so cooked that I barely got my sausage, egg, and cheese and delicious sauce, some kind of sauce on it sandwich, down and got to the hotel and just slept. It was miraculous. I didn't stay up. I didn't watch TV. I didn't do anything. But I just slept. And it was beautiful. And the next day we were flying back to Atlanta, which was cool because... I live in Atlanta. Yeah. And people kept going like, where are you going after this? And I'd be like, home. I live 10 minutes down the road. This is incredible. But before we got there, of course, on the last day, now Air Canada still has my bag. I have not gotten my bag God back. damn. I need to call them again today. I don't know why it's taking so long. It's been almost three weeks now that they've had my pink jacket, all my merch. I've been running off scrap merch. Uh, but we did have some travel troubles. We had a layover. Uh, our flight wasn't until 1030, and I still got to the airport too early. St. Louis Airport has clear, so easy. We were through everything in five minutes, and Allie was like, we could have slept in. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. We get through. I eat three donuts uh, and a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich and two iced coffees because I have a problem. I don't care. I don't care, Peter. I'm... I'm boycotting Starbucks right now, okay? I got some feedback after the episode about the Trenta that I don't need to be going to Starbucks because of their uh, heavy support of the Zionist Israel regime. So I'm going to... Wendy's is the only one? Wendy's has not given any financial support either way. But as you said, McDonald's has given to both sides because they're just like, I'm going to play both sides and I'll come out on top. But I'm not going to McDonald's right now either. Uh, it is really fun to think about the McDonald's Corporation funding a proxy war between themselves. They would. They would. That Mamba sauce, not good enough to break, mm. you know? So I went to Dunkin' Donuts instead because I think they're safe and their iced coffee is just a little bit weaker. So you got to drink more iced coffee. Plus, we have to support Ben Affleck and Ice Spice commercials. You put the munchkins in the Frappuccino. I love it. The Ice Spice Ben Affleck commercials have they're up for Oscars this year. Killers of the Flower Moon they thought was going to sweep the Oscars. No, nope. it's Ben Affleck and Ice Spice in these twelve second clips of Ben Affleck doing his, his best Boston accent and Ice Spice being Ice Spice. Good God, that accent! I'm from Boston. I'm Ben Affleck. I got a dragon tattoo on my back. I'm the boy with the dragon tattoo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Directed by David Fincher. <laughs> I'm the dude with a dragon tattoo. I had a lot of women dump me before, including some pretty hot girls. But now I got J-Lo back, bro. J-Lo's on my team. I had a dream about J-Lo the other night that I'm just remembering now where she was the valet for Bussy. And she was like hyping us up for our matches backstage and was like, we were like, aren't you going to come out with us? And she's like, only at the entrance. And then I'm leaving because she didn't want to be out there for the violence. But she was our valet. I don't know where that came from. But J-Lo was there. Damn. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, Ben Affleck and J-Lo and that dragon tattoo. It's all coming together. I think it's actually a Phoenix tattoo. Okay. Well, it doesn't look good enough to be discerned from a distance. So it's a dragon to me. Did Fincher do Gone Girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love that one. Uh, he also did Benjamin Button. I think, <laughs> yes, he did. Would you, would you kiss that old man baby on the forehead? No. I'm 
an old man, baby, and I'm a hot one because I'm Brad Pitt, but I'm very small. His I'm accent Lydia in the movie is like Sling Blade adjacent. <laughs> Some calls it an old man, baby. Some calls it a baby old man. Right? Is it sort of that? And then Kate Blanchett as Lydia Tarr as love interest for the man baby. And then she becomes an old woman when he's becoming a young man. And it's like a crossover sensation because he's like, I have the maturity of an old man, but I look like a young man, but you look like an old woman, and you are. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Benjamin Button... Uh, don't recommend watching that unless you want to throw up in the bathroom twice from looking at that dirty old man baby. Made me just, I just, I'm disgusted. The whole time watching that movie, Benjamin Button, disgusted. Okay, that's all I gotta say about that. I never saw it. Whoa. And I'm I'm watching all the Finchers for Blank Check right now. I'm thinking about it right now. I skipped it. You shouldn't. You should. You I have sh- to watch it. Okay. I saw it in theaters, and I was like, oh, am I supposed to be throwing up this much? Like, it's so horrific. Really? It's disgusting. It's so gross. Like, I don't care how hot Brad Pitt looks, I'll never want to fuck him again after seeing him. Just just the most... When he's like 11, but an old man still, it's the most disgusting. Just, ugh. And I don't want to be ageist against 11-year-olds who look like old men, but, ugh. Ugh, get out of my face with that shit. Isn't Hurricane Katrina like a major plot yes. point in that movie? Yes. Okay. And you know what? I wish it would have gotten that old man, baby. Fuck that old man, baby. I hate you, Brad Pitt. I'll never forgive you for that. Oh, yeah, you were hot in Fight Club? Well, now you're a disgusting old man, baby, and I'm throwing up everywhere. Ugh. More like Benjamin button that thing up and put it in the trash. It should have got rid of that baby right away. I'm pretty sure the opening part where they're like having that old man baby and it comes out and they're like, ugh. And then like women, the, the like the helper women save the old man baby. Wrong. Y'all should have thrown that. The movie should have been three minutes long. Oh, look at this fucked up baby. And you throw it away. Shout out Ohio for passing some abortion laws. If they would have done that ultrasound on me and they would have said, we think it's an old man baby. I would have tossed that motherfucker out immediately. I'm not letting my life be poisoned by that old man baby. And wasn't it done by like a fairy or am I making that up? That might have been Pinocchio that had the fairy. Somebody made that old man baby come to life. Hate that. Whoever that was, if it's God, I'm against you. Uh, did we talk about the um, how they tried to make that movie a long, long time ago and it was going to be Martin Short? as Benjamin Button and <laughs> yeah. then uh, yeah we did <laughs> Clifford was made like a year later <laughs> Martin Short as Benjamin Button as Clifford Clifford actually a great film okay because what happens at the end of Clifford he he was actually the priest the whole time even though he was an old man sorry these two are being ridiculous i know they're so adorable um they are butt to butt right now uh, Lucy is pretending to be asleep, but she is not actually asleep. And Bebop is fully passed out with his legs spread up in the air. Pet his whittle belly. What if I watch it and really like it? Uh, I just had to answer this text from Steph Delander, and all I wrote was "fucking suck ass loser." <laughs> So y'all can figure that out for yourself. Um, so Benjamin Button gets a 
from me. Okay. Effie Bert. Okay. I don't know. Peter Bert hasn't seen it yet. We'll see. Effie Bert and Peter Bert are about to go on the Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. Okay. Back to the life. Uh, we landed in Chicago, and Allie immediately ditched me to go to the United Lounge. So I was left to have a wonderful, a wonderful, and I'm saying this with all genuine spirit in my heart, a wonderful lunch at the Chicago O'Hare Chili's with myself, Gabe Kidd, and Speedball Mike Bailey. We had so much fun at lunch. I'm sorry, this is hilarious. These texts are hilarious. Okay. We went to Chili's, me, Speedball, and Gabe Kidd, and we had so much fun talking about how delicious Chili's is. And by that, I mean, this is the most mid-Chili's. And Chili's is mid already. Yeah. I'm not going to defend Chili's to you people. Chili's is not defendable. It's not as bad as Applebee's, but at least Ruby Tuesday's had a salad bar, right? It's all the same company, though, right? Probably, but did you know that the Chili's Corporation owns Bonnaroo? Yep. Chili's owns Bonnaroo, and uh, we went to Chili's. Now, Wait, does that mean Ch- they own MTV too? I don't know. Probably something along those lines. It's probably a big, disgusting shell company, Ooh. bullshit corporation. Yeah. I can't keep looking at my phone because these messages are fucking hilarious. Well, it's like, I mean, I work at a vape store. Elf Bar, the company right. that makes Elf Bar, 80% of the vape market, the company that owns them. Wow. Like you are like the Cato bars that we like. Yeah. The Swift that you have, that's one of the only ones that is not made by Elf Bar. Um, That's actually a father and son operation, if you can believe it. Is it the Taylor Swift boys? Are they related? No, I don't think so. But they probably are Swifties, though. They probably are Swifties. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Oh, oh Lucy you. does not like that. Lucy just sneezed Lucy herself sneezed away. at my Taylor Swift impression. Okay. We land in Chicago. We eat at Chili's. We have a great conversation. What'd you have? I had cheeseburger. Gabe Kid had chicken burger. And Speedball had just the driest fajitas I've ever seen in my life. He was so sad. He was so disappointed by these fajitas. Oh, and then the the lady at our table, God bless her soul for having to deal with people at the O'Hare airport. She couldn't figure out how to split the bill for us. So there was a big kerfluffle over that. And so I was happy to at least have a big meal. And I'm going to say this. This is uh, me being sh- sneaky. Sometimes with these Atlanta shows, I'm there all day, right? I'm hanging out all day. And... What I realized is we were going to be landing at like five, allegedly. And I was like, I'm not going to have to run any Atlanta errands for Brett because I'm not in town. So I was just not there. I was not there for ring setup. I was not there for venue setup. I was not there all day because a lot of these Atlanta shows, by the time I get to actually wrestling, I've been doing so much stuff for the show that I'm exhausted already. And I was like, not today, baby. Which is like y'all shows here are usually on the weekend. Um, Atlanta is a normal city until you get to the weekend. And it takes about 40, 50 minutes to go anywhere. That's like two miles down the road. It's going to take an hour yeah it's terrible there's no reason for the traffic other than everyone's out uh and the back roads the highways everything is 10 miles an hour good luck it's everyone has figured out what the back roads are there's no there's no escape and there's more people moving here all the time and for atlanta being a city city it's not huge 
It's not like no, a massive not. place. So like everything is within a close proximity and there's no parking. And, and we have we have such a deep history of hate just in general. But the history of Atlanta is everyone hating each other enough to not work together. Like that's why Marta doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It's because no one wanted to work with anyone else at any point in our city. And then we moved the baseball stadium to where you can only get to it by taking three separate buses from the Marta when you used to be able to just take the train in and it was a lot easier. And uh, I'll just say it, the truest stadium where the Braves play is a racist institution that tries to keep inner city people out of the stadium. It's disgusting. I also I lived in Smyrna yeah. when they were building the stadium and there were all these wonderful mom and pop shops that you would go to within the period of them setting all of that up and you'd be like, "Oh, they're gone? They're gone." And they literally would just go through and buy everyone out. It's crazy. You know what we have to do? Just like Seth Rollins said, we have to burn it down. Yeah. Metaphorically, I'm not saying start any fires, but I'm really, yeah, I'm, it's, we're reaching a point in society where I'm like ready for the Mad Max revolution. Yeah. If you, if you're curious about what stadiums do to an economy and a city, there's a great John Oliver that basically breaks down like how stadiums are one of the worst things to happen to a city. Yeah. And they're taxpayer funded. You're paying for this fucking thing owned by billionaires to get tax breaks. I'm sick of it. We're sick of it. And I don't know if you guys know this. All right. Sports fans. Okay. Most of the people on the sports teams don't even live in those cities. Mm-mm. They're not even from those cities. So what you have city pride over a group of people who are not even from your city that are good at a game. Get over it. Okay. I don't watch any events that don't have fixed finishes. Okay. So I watch pro wrestling and the Super Bowl because, the, you know, we know they fixed that one. That one's fixed. And occasionally... Uh, what's the other one they fix all the time? Sport? Yeah. Uh, uh, MMA is UFC. UFC is totally fixed. Oh, right? probably. I still don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like Dana White. I don't like any of those idiots. I don't want to watch any any game you watch where y'all are having to force a narrative because there's no real narrative there and there's nobody who's figured out how the story ends and y'all are just hoping to find some kind of weird narrative that Shaq can explain to you on ESPN. Go away. I'm yeah. tired. I don't need this shit. Also, I want like, a play that Shakespeare already finished. We're going to take UFC seriously. You hired the Fear Factor guy. Like, yeah. That dude's three feet tall. You can fit him in a tote bag. Are you kidding me? Like... If I pat him on the head, I'd have to squat down. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being short. I'm just saying, like, the guy who's going to tell me about fighting is uh, is not going to be one of the dudes who is sad that the witch is dead when the house fell on her. You know what I mean? I'm not falling for that. He's a fucking loser, okay? If I had to inject that much testosterone to feel anything in my body, I'd be sad too, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Apparently, fear is a factor for you because you're scared of that twiddly little shrunk dick not being able to get hard. So there's your fear factor. Go 12 days without fucking filling yourself with with your gender-affirming hormones, Joe Rogan. You fucking loser. And then McGregor, they're like, he's the best fighter in the world. Dog, I could hold his head back like an 11-year-old and he couldn't even reach my belly button. All right? I'm doing blood sport next year. I just decided. So try to stop me, Josh Barnett. 
I'm showing up and I'm going to shoot on everybody. Y'all got to tell me the rules, though, because I've, I've heard I'm not allowed to bite people or kick them in the wiener. Oh, can I ask you something about yeah. rules? Um, you were having, and so, we're, sorry, we're skipping ahead of time a little bit. Uh, you were having conversation with one of the refs and they were like legal. And you were like, yeah, except for the end. And yeah. I had no idea what that meant. So the refs want to make sure that in a tag team match that they are counting the pens correctly because there's only supposed to be one person legal at once. Right. Okay. And so sometimes there are moments in a match where Which someone's like one versus one. Right. So like at the end, I tagged in Maki Ito and she did her finish. Right. But we were still in the ring, which it's less than a five second count. So we're allowed to be in the ring for five seconds illegally if this person is legal, but she's still doing the pin. So she's the legal person. But there was a segment right before that where Allie was doing a bunch of moves and she was not the legal person. But I was asking the referee to look a little beyond that so that. She wasn't going to be doing any of the pinning, which would be a legal action, but she was going to be present in the ring against multiple people at that time, which would technically be illegal. But I'm like filling him in on the fact that all the pins will be legal. But there is a moment where she's in the ring a little too long while I'm legal before I make Maki legal before the finish where we're all in the ring, even though Maki's making the pin. Okay. I want to let the ref know what's going on so he doesn't yeah. feel stupid. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like for your referee to be your power person, you don't want to make them look stupid in front of everyone by just like, like if we fucked it up and we weren't thinking about who's legal and who's not, and we're not making those thought processes and someone goes to pen who's not legal, the ref's not going to count that. And so he's like, Hey, can you just at least fill me in on like, yeah, is there anything I need to look past? Is there anything I need yeah. to be dumb for? Because you don't want to get out there and then make them look stupid when they're the person in the match who's deciding what is actually supposed to be happening legally. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you caught these things. This is good. Okay. <laughs> I have questions for you. You have okay. questions for me. Fantastic. The flight got delayed after our Chili's meal, and I had so much fun talking with Speedball. We get to talk briefly at shows, but usually it's him, uh, and I don't think... <laughs> I roast him a little bit for this, because he'll go and help everyone with their matches, and I go, I didn't get paid to help anybody with anything, so I'm only worried about my shit, and if the rest of it sucks, too bad for y'all. Y'all are terrible, and that's what happens, but he's like wants to make sure everything is really good, so he checks in with everybody, so usually it shows he's a little busy agenting other people's stuff. Uh, so getting to have a sit-down meal with him was actually very fun. He's a very funny person, and we talked about a lot of stuff. And he's easy to get fired up when you ask him wrestling questions. So I kept asking him stuff about, I was like, what do you think about hot tags? And he's like, I do a hot tag seminar, and this and this. And he would just get real hot about hot tags, and it made me so excited. He loves wrestling with his whole heart, and knowing that and pushing his buttons a little bit, it's you learn stuff. You learn yeah. things by just fucking with him. Oh, your I met him for the first time. Yes. And your impression of him is spot on. Yeah, I do a really good Montreal French Canadian accent. And he's very fun to do impressions of because he's specifically talking about certain wrestling things. And so like when you pick the words, I don't I don't want to do an impression of him. No, I don't want it's not out of disrespect. It's just like I think he's the most wonderful little yeah. French Canadian man yeah. who's like, uh, Effie, I don't understand why in your hot tag you did not uh bring the fire and you let him turn the energy around on you. It doesn't make sense to me. Can you explain this to me? And you're like, uh no. Uh, good point, Speedball. Thank you. Thank you for... I know, I suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can feel really bad. Uh, we finished this meal and we were like ready to board. We like timed it up correctly. And I felt bad because I had a window seat and the lady on the aisle seat was about 112 years old. You know, like you remember in the Titanic when she drops her jewel to the bottom when she's reminiscing on losing her husband or whatever? 
her, her fuckboy Jack. Reveal something else on the podcast here. Never what? seen it. You've never seen Titanic? No. Did you finish Way of the Water? No. I thought we were watching Fate of the Furious today, but it turns out we're watching Titanic and Avatar 2. God damn it. And Cocktail. Okay, my one requirement for Titanic, though, is that we have to watch it on VHS so we can do the two VHSs. Because I do remember it being a two VHSer. <laughs> my parents showed me the ship fall apart. Yeah. That was the only... But I also... I got to watch Jurassic Park, but only the opening, only with the big dinosaurs. Oh, with the, like the Allosaurus? Yeah. Howard Shore, John Williams? John Williams. John Williams. Um... With Titanic, I just want to say this. Yeah, it's about the boat sinking. Okay, great. Unsinkable Mary Brown. Great job. It's not. It's a love story. Okay. And James Cameron understands that from the very beginning. It's a reminiscent love story. It doesn't even matter that the boat explodes. Billy Zane? Billy Zane. Yes. Did you see Billy Zane's uh, inspirational dance music video? No. For that uh, EDM artist? No. I think I sent it to you on Instagram. You might want to scroll back. I haven't been on Instagram for like a month. No, I've sent you stuff. I know, I'm sorry. I've sent you things. I, other people have sent me stuff too. I just no. My brain hasn't been able to do all the social media recently. Well, I got the weekend at Effie's Instagram, so I might okay might throw you back on that one. Okay, and we'll just that's keep, easier. We've got to have more um, uh, clickbait headlines. This is true. I was expressing to Brett yesterday. I don't like doing the clickbait stuff here because it stresses me out when it hits the internet, but it also brings new people to our podcast. It's we. Unfortunately, the cutesy stuff that we post doesn't do the numbers. Cutesy stuff doesn't do numbers. Uh, me being a harsh piece of shit does great numbers. And it's fun because people like that. That's their impression of me. If they're not reaching further, they're like, what a dick. He's just always a dick. And a bunch of people were like, he's jealous. He doesn't draw any tickets to wrestling. And that's why he's mad at TV guys making money. And I was like, ah, I don't think you know what you're talking about. But it also, I was like, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. Uh, yeah. I had someone point out your line unprompted. What line? The the line, the merch line, the only oh. merch line at the event. Oh yeah, yeah. Our merch lines are always the longest merch lines. Uh, I don't look at it. Look at the fucking line. Yeah, yeah. You saw you saw in Atlanta that the merch line was so long that it was wrapping in front of other people's merch that were yep. sadly standing there not selling anything while they were waiting to get close to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our line was longer than Maki Ito's, and Maki Ito's over as fuck mm-hmm. and so sickening. And the little girl was dressed as Maki Ito with her own pizza like, cutter. You're not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. The line, the line's there. The issue is not that I am mad people aren't showing up. The issue is that I'm mad they're showing up for me, and it's tricking these dumb XTV idiots into thinking they're doing anything for our show. And I'm looking around going, why are we bringing all these dumbasses in when they're not adding anything to the performance? They're not adding anything to the audience. I'm selling the tickets. Forget them. Have four matches on a fucking card. Have Effie versus three people. I'll do three matches. You just give me the money. The draw will be the same. The ticket sales will be the same. Send these idiots home. I'm tired of letting them suck from my fucking nipples. All right? My big fucking mammaries. My titties full of milk. You don't get any of that nutrient. You get none of the nutrient, and I'll smack you in the fucking mouth. I'll sit, I'll sit at your table with you, and maybe somebody will come up and buy something, because nobody gives a fuck. Like, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. It was just like, 
luck. It's objectively a thing. Yeah. And it's like people will just see the TikTok and be like, he's just he's bitter that he doesn't have success. And it's like, no, I'm bitter that my success is tricking idiots into thinking they're doing well. Right. Like it's it's not fun to look around a room and have to have my fans sit through eight other matches they don't give a shit about just to watch me when I'm only doing 10 minutes and they're going 25 for no fucking reason. Is that is that sound bitter? Mm, I mean, oh, so, OK, just to keep going down that path a tiny little bit more. My vape uh, died. Can I steal your vape? Yeah. So I don't I'm getting fired up over here. Um, The Lucid FC twins were there. Chats and bats. And they brought like six people with them. Because they, they love a it. a whole crew of. Fun. Yeah. I don't, it's just I don't know. It was wonderful. Yeah. They weren't there for well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, we did. We had a tiny reunion of everyone that came to the um, event, uh, the cop stop cop city charity yes. event that we had. Ringside cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they messaged me after and said we wanted to see you, but your line was so long we couldn't wait all night. Mm-hmm. We could not wait all night to see you because your line was so long. I'm not making this up, and I'm not helping out these dweebs anymore. Okay. You know what I told Billy Corgan? I said, go fuck yourself. They asked me to come work NWA. You know that? They begged. They had multiple people call me to come work NWA. That's and you know what I said? So fucking I'm funny. not helping you. And they said, Tyrus isn't here anymore. And you know what I said? You leaned in to what Tyrus was doing, which was hate speech and Fox News bullshit for such a long period that it fucked you. And now you want Effie to come in and fix things and do a PR job? No, I'm not helping you. I don't need you. And I'm not helping your company look competent. And then what happens? You blow your TV deal with the CW because, oh, the GCW guys are all smoking crack. Is that the rumor going around? No, the NWA guys are doing fake cocaine live on the air and getting pulled off of Fight TV and losing their TV deals. Oh, my God. You want Effie to come in? All right. Well, guess what? It's as easy as giving me $50 million, you stupid, dumbass piece of shit. Go be a rat in a cage, dumbass Billy Corgan. You fucking loser. God, now I'm fired up. You knew this would happen, Peter. You know what the GCW folks are doing? Sharing pizza. Sharing pizza. And here's the best part that I like that you saw. We had a beautiful screen to watch the show. There were no open seats. Everyone was watching each other's matches. Yeah. Yeah. We were all watching our matches, seeing Alley Cat get fired up to watch matches. I'm sorry I called her Alley Cat. That's wrong. I'm incorrect. It's Alley Catch. They're all stacked around the TV. You've been wearing too many cat ears lately. It's bleeding into your brain. Cat ears stay on. I'm a kitty cat now. Meow. Everyone's watching each other's matches, checking each other's matches to make sure we're not repeating each other's stuff, hoping everybody does a good job. No, we're not we're not down there fucking smoking crack. But oh, the NWA's doing cocaine live on the air cuz they're so cool that they blew their TV deal. You gave another TV deal to NXT, you stupid idiots. God. And there's one good Smashing Pumpkins song. No, there's not, Peter. All right? If there is, it's not them singing it that makes it good. He has the worst voice in all of rock and roll of all time. Here, you want to hear me do my Billy Corgan impression? Yes. I don't use my nose at all. And everyone in my band is replaced every year. I wonder if it's my fault. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I wonder whose fault it is that no one wants to be around you for more than an album cycle. You fucking loser. You know, Billy's actually a big fan of you, Effie. 
Oh, is he? Everyone's a big fan of Effie when they need to make money and change their reputation in the community. Oh, we're a big fan of you, Effie. Oh, please come fucking save us is all that sounds like to me. That's all it sounds like to me. God, you know what got me fired up too? I put up all these open dates for the beginning of the year because I've been lazy about filling them. Filled them. Filled them right away. There's demand for Effie still everywhere I go. And you know what? You know who's going to be in charge of Effie's schedule? Not some dumbass who flies me into his show and then forgets he booked me and then I sit around catering all day to get a five-minute fucking six-person match on the Ring of Honor taping. No, 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 no. It will be Effie. Effie will control Effie. And the rest of you can keep throwing money into a big fucking barrel and lighting it on fire. I don't give a shit. I hope you waste all of your dad's money. I hope Shad finally cuts you off one day. Have you ever been so annoyed with your son that you gave him a football team, a football team, and a professional wrestling company just so he'd leave you the fuck alone? Wait, what? Yeah, they'll understand. Okay. So I don't want to get, I'm well, not getting so deeper. much for get it on the mini sode. And yeah, so well, it's in my heart. Episodes I'm, chill. I'm about to say the other thing I said in the mini sode too, because I'm fired up. God, don't give that man a hundred dollars. That's all I'm going to say. If you're giving that man a hundred dollars, you're a fucking Mark. You're a fucking loser. Mark. He hasn't done anything worthwhile in the past 10 years. And guess what? There's a reason he's not at the PC just doing his job. Cause nobody wants him there. Cause he's a fucking loser. Okay, let's get back to your weekend. So, the old lady who was sitting next to me, we board the plane, and at first I feel really bad that I have to make her get up so I can get to my window seat. Because, you know, like, if you're in a wheelchair, you board first. Yeah. She's very old. And then they said, hey, so I have the flighty app now, so I found out before anyone. So I got the message that said, your plane has been changed. And I said, Allie, I think we're going to have to change planes. And then they came over to the intercom, and they were like, all right, so... We're going to have to change planes. They mess up something in the cockpit. Wait, how do you get that information before everybody? The flighty app gets this information really quickly somehow. Shit. I don't know. But it immediately sent me a thing. Hold up. I just got... Let's see. I think the pups are finally tired out from those two walks yesterday. Good grief. They are tired out. They are just passed out. They were pretending they weren't tired last night. Well, so then we had to reboard, and I had to make this old lady get up again. Oh, no. So now we are going to land not at 5, but at 6.30 at the Atlanta airport. Doors are at 7 p.m., and they all took an Uber, and I took the Marta. I made the wrong choice. The Marta was slow this day, and I kind of had to eat my words on it uh, because I got there after everyone else. And then... I'm sorry. I remember an Effie at the venue who was convincing everyone that Marta was the correct choice. It is the correct <laughs> choice. Most of the time. Okay. And I also didn't want to spend $40 on a fucking Uber. Yeah. Going to the fucking venue from uh-huh. the airport. I want to spend two fifty and ride the Marta, but it was delay and delay and delay. I said, fuck. And then they said, you're match three. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I thought with us landing this late. That we would be a little later in the card. Not the case. We were match three. And that's where Peter comes in. We made it to center stage. One of my favorite spots. And you came. And previously you've come to these shows. But just been in the audience. Mm -hmm. I brought you right into the backstage. Also, the guy at the door, the security guy, was trying to give me shit. Like, I had a ticket for you and everything. And he was like, blah, blah, blah. And didn't want to let you through. And I'm looking around the room and I'm going... There's fucking 30 people here that are not on this card. Yeah. You're not going to tell me who I can and cannot bring into this room. And we just decided to walk in. Fuck off. I know you're just doing your job. But also, someone should hand out a sheet 
that says like, don't tell this man anything. And it's just a picture of me. And y'all don't get to say shit to me the whole time. Or give me a badge. Give me a fucking badge that says, don't say shit to me, dude. Sorry, that's really egotistical, isn't it? Ugh, I hate that I got this fired up about everything. I brought you right in. We were figuring the match out. And that's the chaos that you came into. Uh, just kind of just start with your experiences and I will ask okay. questions along the way. So we're going to like fully break kayfabe. I'm so sorry. This is just my own experience with everything. Y'all are a bunch of dorky ass theater kids figuring out your shit before you go on. Yes. But with all of this, like we work together so much. We know each other's shit. Everyone knew each other's shit, and so y'all would pause for two seconds, then it would be like, okay, Effie, I'm fighting you, <laughs> and then y'all would run through your thing, but you would like break off and do it somehow in a group, but somehow, <laughs> but somehow separate. not separate. It's, uh, are you familiar with the concept of third mind? No, it's but a, should I be? Well, it's a, it, was a, it was a William S. Burroughs um, conception, but it's the idea that when two, like, this podcast for us is our third mind. Right. To where when two people that get along with each other, that have, like, an understood, almost to a subconscious level, it's this idea that when those two brains are together, they th- create a third one that is the occupied space of their both their mental and spiritual energies running into each other. Oh, so it's okay. Like, so... Your third mind with Allie is different than your third mind, say, with, like, AJ. Right. All of you are operating with each other's third mind on such a deep level that I had no idea what was going on. All of you very easily (laughs) knew what was going on, that you would just bam, 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 run through all this. (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, confirm everything while everyone is still, like, half-closed, pulling things on. Yes. There's other people eating in the back, other people pulling their gear on, new people, people arriving. through. But not, and it's, so there's all this chaos and everything happening, but you are operating on such a high level that there's no way to even know what is even going on until yeah. I see y'all get out there. And it's like, oh. You can sort of piece things that you maybe you were putting together. Up. Yeah. Yeah, and it really came together very well. And I also want to say, like, we stayed right within the time that we expected to. And with that many people in a match, that's not always the easiest thing to right. do. Because it's like, it can be a little bit uh, difficult to pace out everybody. But we paced out each other very, very well. And I think we had a fantastic six-person match. Yeah. And I just, I think also, Maki Ito does not speak that much English, which is fine. But it's also having all of us yelling at this speed rotational crazy level and then pulling in Maki and just being like, here's your thing here, Maki. And she's like, yeah, great. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Then you do this. Cool. Or I'll be like, sell down Maki, sell down Maki. Okay, cool. And I go, and then come in. And then I was like, triple headbutt. And she's like, yeah, triple headbutt. Like Corican. I was like, like Corican. It was great. You also, during this time, got to meet some people. Yes. Now you've met Nick Gage before, right? Or not. I don't not think like so. met face to face. I told Nick Gage right after you met him, I was like, make sure nobody messes with Pitar while he's down here. And he's like, you know, Effie, I'm not letting anybody mess with him. It's like, he's allowed to be here. But the person I want to bring up that you met that is listening to this podcast right now, Gringo Loco, Sweet Charles. So I, di- I did meet him in Chicago. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is a secondary meeting. This is a secondary meeting. Uh, he said to me after he goes 
you know, you introduced Peter this time as a mystical creature, and I felt it. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And uh, he also sent me this weekend, it was his girl's birthday, and he was doing all of this, like, flowers and edible arrangements and Aww. everything. And then he sent me the French toast he made, and he goes, you know why I made French toast? And I was like, why? He goes, because I was listening to the podcast, and you were talking about eating French toast. Oh, and my I was goodness. like, I got to make French toast. That's incredible. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. Gringo Loco, an avid listener of the show, makes me very happy. But I also repeat myself a lot around Gringo Loco now because uh, he's heard everything. And I forget that the world hears this. And then I try to repeat. I don't mean to repeat myself. But if you're uh, if you're Allie, you can be mean to me about it. But if you're anyone else, please just let me speak. Uh, eventually, I will have deep dementia. And this will be a constant. So just get used to it. It's okay. One of the th- let me just kind of gush over wrestlers for a half second. Yeah, y'all are so fucking personable that when like like uh, I was I was he was having like Gringo Loco was having a whole separate conversation. His conversation ended, and you know I just stuck my I was like, hey, how's it going? And the ability that y'all have to make the person that you're talking to feel like the only person in the entire fucking room is incredible manders does the same fucking thing manders is such a sweet boy um steph delander who i met for the first time isn't she perfect just like like interested and wanted to talk to me and like okay i'm now i'm gonna slightly shut on wrestlers a little bit there is a lot of ego running around (laughs) in these rooms everyone is very much doing it's again everyone is holding court against each other in a (laughs) way and together um but it's just, I don't, like, the one-on-one time made me feel like a very special human being, and I love that I can just come into this space and everyone is like, oh, hey! <laughs> yeah. it's And also, I do speak lovely. of you. I speak of you highly, so... Uh, it was really funny, Brett coming in and being like, Pitar! Yes, yes. <laughs> and Brett even came in and complimented our match. Aww. He said that was a great match, and I'm looking around like... Did you do this just because Pitar is here? Did you just... Okay, all right. Ooh, ooh. Uh, but that's actually a that's a pretty rare thing. Not that he's not watching, not that he doesn't enjoy the matches, but to go out of his way to say, like, that was a really fun match. I it do, doesn't happen that often. I do want to say, um, because we briefly talked about it, when we do, if we ever do, open up for guests on the podcast, Gringo Loco has an open invitation. Please. Um, I think we're going to not have Matt Cardona on it, though. Yeah, he's. I'm glad he wasn't there for that show for you, because he can be a bit much. I will say this. Matt Cardona's made me a lot of money, okay? There's no beating around that bush. That's also a lot to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. He also tweeted that he wanted to come on the show, and... You're just, yeah, you're hesitant. <laughs> I don't blame you. He has his own podcast. He just had Allie on the yeah. podcast, which we talked about that, I think, on the minisode. Uh, Can we beef with their podcast? Can we start like a wrestling 100%. thing? Okay, cool. Yeah, 100% we can okay. beef with their podcast. Major Wrestling Figures podcast. You losers keep playing with toys, and Effie keeps selling toys. So give me the money and play with your toys all you want, you fucking dweebs. How was that? Perfect. Smart Mark Sterling, I don't give a damn. That was good. Okay. We're in. We want it. Uh, you did get to watch some of the show from the backstage. Mm-hmm. Did you like the part where they were like, Effie, you need to go out there? And I would had not been informed. Yeah, there was a moment where they made us stay inside. Oh, yeah, because they were doing the backstage yeah. fight, which featured Jimmy Lloyd on a toilet and Manson Steph Delander making out in the background of it. But they were like, y'all are next, so just like chill back here. And they locked us in the room right before our match began. I had fun. 
It, yeah, it was. I don't. I'm just gonna dark out over how much of like an actual family y'all are. And we everything. are. Brett bringing um, Los Macizos yes. uh, pizza yes. and cokes at the end, <laughs> and then them very kindly sharing it with everyone that yeah, was in the room. Thank God for that piece of pizza. I needed to eat. I hadn't eaten since Chili's. I was a very hungry baby. Uh, oh, Santana Jackson, just incredible being in the oh. same space as that human being. Well, and that's the thing that people don't understand is Santana also does a full Michael Jackson tribute show yeah. in Vegas and in Atlantic City now, did a six-month run up there, and then like became a wrestler second and is so good at wrestling and is so entertaining to watch. And it's like it's lovely to see entertainers that have the intention of entertaining. Sometimes wrestlers get lost in their own wrestle sauce. And they're like, wrestling, wrestling. And he's very, like, entertained, but used wrestling, but entertained. Yeah. Uh, and watching Speedball figure out working with Santana Jackson was also very, very entertaining. And I won't get into anything deeper there because I was uh, I get to keep that secret to myself. Um, but you did. You got to hang out in that backstage zone, got to see a lot of people. You talked with Kevin Koo, mm-hmm. Uh who is a violences forever who beat my ass the night before and then beat the Macizos for the tag titles used chains and glass to make that happen. Uh, but I gotta be honest. Once that show was done, I was cooked. My yeah. body knew I was done. I knew I was over. We got the hell out of there, Peter. We did. Well, I did merch for like an hour. Yeah. But, and then a fan wanted me to chop them. And I, I felt really that. bad about yeah. that. Cause I hit that dude pretty hard. I don't think people realize, like, I think they're like, oh, I'll get Effie to chop me. He's, like, silly. I, I'm not nice. If you're going to ask a wrestler to chop you, I'm going to fucking lay it in very harshly. I want to leave a handprint. And he was even wearing a shirt or a hoodie or something, and I about caved that boy's chest in. Uh, I do want to side note, Jordan Oliver, they never let me get in the ring with him for that long. Yeah. We got in the ring in this six, man. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, we had a tag match against Nick Wayne and him, uh, me and Allie, and it got interrupted by Charles Mason. And other than that, they never let us like have a one-on-one matchup. And I just there's such chemistry I feel with us, and then we never get to get into it, and it makes me sad uh, because I would like to have a one-on-one match with Jordan Oliver. I don't have a lot of dream matches. I've told you my dream match is two million up front and two million when you pin me. Okay, that's the only dream match. Don't talk to me about wrestling these legends and superstars. I don't give a fuck. But I want to wrestle Jordan Oliver one-on-one. It doesn't even have to be for his belt, all right? And if it's not for his belt, then when I beat him, he won't have to give his belt up, you know? <laughs> uh, thank God you didn't park at that venue because it's hard to get in and out Yes. Of. You did park up the street. And then we came home. And we had free parking. Yeah, we didn't have to pay for the parking, which was like, I don't know, the ghosts may have been blessing us. Yeah. Because you were like, it's going to be $10 when we go out. And then the gate just opened. And we just left. It was great. Um. I had so much fun. I am. Thanks for bringing me down. I'm glad you came. It's delightful. It helps with the podcast for you to see what's actually going on. Because I have a pretty poor memory sometimes. And sometimes I'll remember things halfway through. But having another person who saw the same things as me, sort of getting their perspective, it's actually, it's a greedy thing to bring you. (laughs) Because then I remember (laughs) what actually happened while we were there. But I am in desperate need of time off. Desperately. And you have it. And I have it. And it's going to be lovely. For a weekend. My spirit's going to be reborn with my mom and grandma. My grandma, I told you, she dressed up for Halloween uh, as the scariest thing she could find, which was one of my merchandise t-shirts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I don't get to see my family enough. Um, I'm often on the road. And so I'm going to take this week off. And then we're going to be back at it. And we're yeah. going to do 
a bunch more dates. I got two dates in Seattle for GCW and Defy, and then I'll be going to Denver the night before Thanksgiving, and then on Thanksgiving, Effie's Big Gay Thanksgiving in North Carolina near Charlotte, and then Winston-Salem for GCW at Russellcade in the Insane Clown Bussy as we team with Violent J, and uh, then I'll be doing an all-day signing at uh, Russellcade, and then we go to Hartford, Connecticut, and Brooklyn, New York, and then uh, after that, I'm not sure. Maybe I know. Oh, yeah. Edmonton, again, to defend my championship at Top Talent. And uh, Los Angeles. And then after that, I think I have one more weekend off. Hell yeah. For the end of the year. Hell yeah. No, I don't. I lied. Oh, shit. I'm going to... Uh, I'm just doing one show in St. Louis that weekend. Okay. So far. Then I have a weekend off. I'm taking it a little easier in December than I did in the rest of the months of the year. But that's also because, like, Christmas time, there's not that many good shows going on. We are doing a GCW holiday show at the Mecca. It's on a Thursday, so that's going to be lit on the 21st. But uh, I don't know. I might go do a yoga YouTube video with someone I was asked Oh, uh, that Friday after. So we'll see. I might stay an extra day. Might go see. Might go see a little Broadway show. Broadway. Broadway. I did not go last time, and I love to see the theater. I love to see the theater. It's beautiful. Do we have questions, Peter? We do. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, Woo. weekend at effies.com. You must be on at least the Goosefer tier to ask questions. Goosefer's our middle tier. Uh, this is from Julie. Favorite fall activity, especially since y'all get seasons in Georgia. Uh, that's an easy one for me. Walks with my dog. I love that you're getting so many fun fall walks. You know what I miss doing is going apple picking. You ever been apple picking? Uh, n- no. You just go to the apple farm. You just and pick, you pick all the apples okay. and you pay per bundle. It's like $12 a, a bushel and you just get all the apples you want, all the different kinds. But while you're out there, you can just eat apples all day and I eat like 30 apples and then it'll clear out my intestines. What about apple bobbing? Um, I, which is dangerous if you are a French detective. I think it's dangerous if you're around people who have mouth herpes. You know what I mean? Like who all sticking their face in that water? Ooh. Who else sticking their mouth in there just spitting out? That so. was the one weird thing from A Haunting in Venice when he's like, ooh, hoo, hoo, Bob for apples. I feel like a child again. I think I killed this one, oh, too. Fuck. I've got another one over here that's yours. I'll just keep hitting these babes. Okay. Um, any other fall activities? Sorry, I was trying to make a pro no, you're fine. joke. I like uh, Haunting in Venice was fun. Weird camera angles. Uh, I like Tina carving Faye, pumpkins. It just sometimes. has mom energy at this point. Like it's hot. It's kind of hot. She's got the new Mean Girls musical coming out, and the trailer does not show that it's a musical at all. It is a musical. I saw the stage play. It's wonderful. The the fact that they dropped not your mom's Mean Girls made me feel very. It's old. not your mom's Mean Girls. I don't know. A lot of people from high school had kids. I guess. Yeah. 33, 18. So they could have like, I mean, a 14 year old right by now if they got Damn. to it right after college or during, I mean, right after high school or during high school. Some of those girls, I don't know. They were looking to get pregnant. It's not for me. You know, I know I can't get pregnant, but I don't want anyone around me getting pregnant. You did bring up how you didn't, don't want a Benjamin Button baby. I don't want no Benjamin Button baby, but I am going to be a gunkle. I'm going to be a great gunkle. They're having a little girl. I'm gonna, we're going to go get our nails done. That's my decision. Uh, I like carving pumpkins, but I don't like doing it at my house because I don't like cleaning up. So I like doing it at someone else's house, and then they can clean it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like purchasing gourds. 
Like if I'm at the store and there's weird gourds. Yeah. I like gourd purchasing. Gourds. I thought I liked trick-or-treating and then I didn't do it. And I just stayed inside with the lights off. It was awesome. So good. I like Thanksgiving. I like eating turkey and cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and green bean casserole and pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie and pecan pie and apple pie and uh, egg custard pie. You ever go to Publix and just buy a whole egg custard pie and don't Mm. tell anybody and eat it yourself? Pumpkin, yes, but not egg custard. You ever had egg custard pie? No. It's so good. It's full of egg custard. I'm not a custard. Ugh. Come on. Custard is one of the real joys of life. Custard is a fall favorite for me. My mom used to make egg custard every year in little ramekins. I would eat it with a spoon. What's a ramekin? A ramekin is like a little bowl with a pattern. Oh. Come on. No. Don't don't give me this African Just bullshit. No selling you oh, you're from days. Kenya. You don't know what ramekins are. Oh, sorry. I lived in Kenya. I don't know what a ramekin is. Is that what they use to knock doors down when the police come? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to clear that up. Um, <laughs> I sound like such a dick here, Peter. I'm sorry. No, I love Having this. a real dick energy This day. is a really fun episode. Okay, good. Uh, okay, this is from Rob. Uh, how was Halloween this year? We had more kids stop by for Halloween than we have had in the past 10 years. Uh-oh, candy epidemic. Candy epidemic. Uh, it was lots of fun seeing all the cute costumes. I'm such a loser. I literally went to the gym at like 6 p.m. And I was like, oh, I have to drive slow. There's trick-or-treaters everywhere. And then I came home and then I watched uh, a scary movie. I don't even remember what I watched. Uh, And then I went to bed. Yeah, I was at work. You were at work. Did you get a lot of trick-or-treaters at work? No. Do you give them vapes when they come in in their costumes? (laughs) Legally, no. Legally, no, you don't. It was great. Halloween's beautiful. It did get extremely cold after then, but we finally got our heat fixed. Yes. So we're we're set for winter now. Uh, okay, this is from Heather. You're laughing already. Yeah, because this is specifically for you. Okay. Uh, two goldfish were in their tank. One of them turned to the other and said, you man the guns and I'll drive. <laughs> what? It's a dad joke. Two oh, goldfish were in their tank. One turned to the other and said, <laughs> you man the guns and I'll drive. Because it's a tank, not a tank. Yeah. That's deep dad joke. Mm-hmm. All right. Good job, Heather. Send more dad Send jokes, Send more please. dad jokes. Keep popping me over here. I need it. This is how I live. This is how I live. Uh, this is from Julie Alexander. Effie and Peter, do you speak any other languages? I'm trying to relearn all the Spanish I lost just in case the U.S. goes full fash and I have to flee to a country with abortion rights. Uh, je parle un peu de français et uh, uh, je ne te parle espagnol. Uh, konnichiwa, arigato, arigato gozaimashita, sumimasen. That's all I know in Japanese. Uh, and every week I remind myself I should be learning Spanish because I'm an idiot. I wish I knew more languages. I can get by on French, but also like one time I went to Spain for 10 days and I didn't speak Spanish and I learned a good bit of Spanish while I was there yeah. figuring things out. Uh, and they also in Spain speak Spanish in a way that you don't understand. So it's just very like, esta cerrado. And you're like, what? And they're like, esta cerrado. Por la fiesta. And you're like, I think you're just trying to say this so I don't understand what you're saying. But I'm kind of getting parts of this. I don't know. So I had to pick up on Spanish quick. 
uh, had a big, had a lot of life experiences over in Spain in a 10 day period, slept on a park bench, made out with Spanish guys. It was a good time. Damn. Yeah. Had fun. Uh, but no, not, uh, not well enough to get by, but I think, uh, immersion is the key. It seems that way. Immersion is the key. Uh, there was one missionary, just guy that I knew who was, grew up in the mission field and everything. And pretty sure he worked for the CIA as an adult because okay. he knew like 10 languages and it would just go over to countries for a month. And, and who suspects a missionary? And... Exactly. You know, I don't know. It keeps people off your trail. The second you tell them you're there to teach them the message of the Bible, I'm not talking to you anymore. He, so we went on a mission trip with him when we were in high school. He was like one of the chaperones and he slept, he found a piece of rebar at our camp and then slept with it under his pillow and then threatened to beat the other missionaries from other churches with that rebar because they wouldn't go to bed at night. Oh, uh, and then we would be out like driving around in Tijuana and he would like get out of the van and disappear for like 20 minutes and then he would always be like, oh, I got a pizza. And we'd be like, brother, you're making phone calls to the government right now. Like, I don't know Holy what's going shit. on. This, this seems like a different kind of mission. And uh, he would often go to bed without a shirt. And we would be like, yo, dude, why do you have all these like stab scars? And he'd be like, can't tell you. Can't tell you why. But I have been stabbed many times on my missions. <laughs> on my mission. I'm going on another mission, babe. <laughs> yeah, he once recruited one of the guys that was in my youth group to uh, drive cars down to like somewhere deep in Brazil from the United States. That sounds like a scary road. Yeah. Ugh. A real interesting guy. Okay. I don't speak any other languages other than like, <laughs> a tiny bit of Swahili, which I wouldn't even be able to do anymore. No, you could do it. It's the universal language. A Swahili? Yeah. Isn't that what they say? I thought that's what they said. Swahili. Hey, Siri, is Swahili the universal language? While Swahili is primarily spoken natively along the coast and islands of Kenya and Tanzania, it is the lingua franca across all of Tanzania, most of Kenya, eastern DRC, and some parts of Uganda, making it the most widely spoken African language in the world. This is from wikivoyage.org. Wiki voice. Thank you, Siri. All right. Well, it's the most widely spoken African language, Swahili. Do you? Okay. I'll give you one Swahili word. Okay. Do you want to know what um, a derogatory term for white people is? Oh, please. Mzungu. Oh, that's what they were saying to me. I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> I've never been called a Mzungu, but I get why you would call us that. I understand it. Uh, okay, this is from Jerry. Since you brought up Dragula last episode, who are your favorites so far this season? I'm very excited to see what both kings bring because they have very unique styles. Which cast member would you which cast member would you see the most crossover success if they became a pro wrestler? Would love a short weekly recap on the pod of the episodes as you watch them. I think that's a great idea. It is a great idea. Very locked into this season. We love Dragula, and your friend Cassandra came over yesterday to walk and the dog. Watched a whole episode with us. Watched a whole episode, episode two with us. I gotta say, big Throb Zombie fan. Yes. Uh, and also, I'm 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 in the corner of Jarvis Hammer because they're from Atlanta, and it always makes me a little sad. Like I'm very excited for Jarvis's success. 
Uh, and I know coming out of Dragula, they will have many, many, many bookings. But knowing that someone like that was performing in Atlanta and was around here and I missed out on it, it's hard sometimes to realize how much art is around us in Atlanta and how little I get to kind of go out and participate in it. But it's my own fault. Uh, so big fan of both Throb Zombie and Jarvis Hammer. I think Throb Zombie would be great in wrestling. After seeing them eat the sausage wiener out of their pants last week, I said, I think you're ready for pro wrestling. Uh Obviously, Neohuru X has been kind of insane to watch this season already with two floor shows. But I have followed Fantasia Gaga Royale, uh, Fantasia Royale Gaga, I don't know which way it goes, uh, for a long time on Instagram. I've, I've been a big fan, big performer. And seeing them sort of go into the dark monster world of Dragula has been quite fascinating as well. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm not a JK fan. I don't think I'm supposed to be. I think they're there for the drama, obviously. Uh, but I did like the fungus look from, uh, who is it? C Cynthia something? Uh, Cynthia Doll. Cynthia Doll. Yeah. I loved the fungus look. The shrooms-themed movie look. I did not like the look so much this week with the meth the, pipe. The bejeweled meth pipe. The bejeweled oil diffuser. Uh, didn't do as much for me. Um I think across the board, it's going to get better and better as the season goes on. And I'm glad they pointed out doing more filth this year. Uh, Org Gothic, I think, is going to do some stranger looks. But that hemorrhoid look with the juice coming out of the butthole, Ooh. pretty hot. Uh, the best part of that last episode was um, hemorrhoid mouth and vagina mouth trying to talk. Yes, trying to talk <laughs> to the judges. Uh, the guest judges so far, Matthew Lillard and Mike Flanagan, have been phenomenal. I love seeing Landon Sider back on the show. Uh, they won season three. Matthew Lillard coming in with, and when you think drag, you think Matthew Lillard. <laughs> the awareness. Incredible. I still like, it's so hard for me. Matthew Lillard's been in so many things that I enjoy, but it's so hard for me to not see Shaggy, which lets you know how yeah. good of a job he yeah. did as Shaggy. That man, that's his nest egg right there. Good. He makes like three to four uh, Scooby-Doo animated Oh, so he's still voicing and Shaggy. He's been doing the voice of Shaggy Because that was Casey that Kasem, and he's dead. Yeah. Casey Kasem here with the top 100 pop songs. Also, I'm Shaggy. Ooh. No, Matthew Lillard killing it. Uh, I, I often think of, um, who is it? Not David Tell. Who's the other guy? Uh, Big Beard now. Uh, he was in the, the Chipmunks movies? Uh, David Cross. David Cross, mm -hmm. who says that the third Chipmunks movie... Uh, that was set on a carnival cruise ship and was basically just a large-scale carnival cruise ship ad, bought his uh, European vacation home flat-out cash. And he's like, so you can say whatever you want about those movies. They bought me a house in Europe. And I think of uh, these actors who, they can take whatever roles they want. They can do fun stuff. I know Matthew Lillard's in the new Five Nights at Freddy's, which we have not seen yet, Peter. It's time. Is it? It's Halloween season. It's time for a spooky time. It's right there. It's on Peacock. It's free. What else could you need to watch it? Matthew Lillard's in it. He's not going to sign on for a bad movie. There's no way. It's going to be, and the monsters come to life. That's the night that the skeletons came to life. <laughs> and the money was bones. <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. That's the night that the telemarketing animals, what are they? They're not telemarketing. I don't, Animatronic is the word yeah. I'm looking for, not telemarketing. 
the animatronics came to life. <laughs> right? Matthew Lillard's in it. So uh, we love Dragula. I love that the Boulay brothers always have matching outfits. Mm-hmm. And that hair in the second episode, it, I want my hair to look like that. Yeah. The giant, like... Like you stuck a fork in an electrical yeah. socket. Yeah. But just so much hair. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep as much hair as I can. You this did is... point out that if you wear white contacts, people can't tell that you're reading the teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell the Belay Brothers are reading the teleprompter when they're wearing the the foggy, opaque white eye uh, contacts. But they are. I could still tell. I just, Watching it with Cassandra and seeing the delight on her face when the losing uh, oh, contestant they have gets to eat killed. maggots. And oh, then they get killed. Too, yeah. Yes, the murder scene as an elimination is fantastic. Instead of a instead of a lip sync on Dragula, they have to eat maggots. <laughs> and then the the girl losing the Teletubby Porta Potty challenge. Why it was called the Teletubby Porta Potty challenge? I don't, we don't know. I don't know how they got away with Teletubby, but Garbage Pail Kids was obviously you say something they were scooting, skirting around. You had to say trash can children from the 80s card trading series. Yes. <laughs> it's a reference to 80s trading cards and it's trash can kids. And we want to see the fun, filth, and the cartoon elements. That's why Throb Zombie reigns supreme. We love it. It was a beautiful look. It made sense. It read cartoony. had gore. had filth. But Nia Hudu pull, pulling the spider intestines out of Ooh. one of her pussies, as she puts it. I love when she said, you can never have you too many have pussies. It. And then she goes, this is so stupid. This is so silly. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Dragula, it's on Shudder. It's worth your look into Shudder. You get a seven-day weekendatfies.com. Oh, no, we're here. We're here. Weekendatfies.com. We are bringing back the Effie Burton Peter Burt watch-alongs, live watch-alongs, and we're watching Fate of the Furious here in a few minutes. We're going to be doing it live. You can watch along with us. Uh, So far, we've only done Southland Tales, which made me angry. So I'm hoping this one makes you as angry as that. I think that's what this is turning into is what can we force the other person to watch? Yeah, why not? I think it's great. Five Nights at Freddy's coming next week. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'd never do that to you, Pitar. Uh, I mean, you're doing it to yourself as well. and So (laughs) strap in. Animatronics, what if they came to life? What if they were evil? What if there were five nights and all of them were at Freddy's? Eight Crazy Nights. You remember that movie? I never saw it. What? No. That's I was, a Sandler classic. I was out on Sandler at that point. Whoa. Too broy for me. Come on. I'm Did sorry. you see Hubie Halloween? No. Come on. Let's do an Uncut Gems Hubie Halloween double feature. Jesus Christ. The, well, the genuine way that you looked at me. I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, it's just because when he said if he doesn't win an Oscar for Uncut Gems, he's going to make the worst movie of all time. And then he put out Hubie Halloween. But I loved Hubie Halloween. It's so good. What is Hubie Halloween? Hubie! Hubie loves Halloween, and he's no. got to figure out the mystery. No, he's doing that shit again? Yeah, it's oh, deep. God. It's like it's like, uh, it's like like the Tropic Thunder quote about never going all the way. He goes all the way. I'm Hubie. I love Halloween. Steve Buscemi's mascara neighbor. Ooh, Halloween. That's Hubie Halloween. And... Uh, so you watch all of Uncut Gems, and then you put on Hubie Halloween, and you go, there's no way it's the same guy. <laughs> Did you ever see Grown Ups 2? No. That's the one with Stone Cold Steve Austin in it. Those are the ones where they just go on vacation, right? And yeah. And they film a movie around it. Well, the first one, yeah. It's, the first one had a regular scene, and then the second one had a bigger budget. 
Um, and then Rob Schneider became an alt-right f- talking head. Ooh. It's not good. You ever see the animal? Yeah, you ever see the hot chick? Let's do a hot chick animal double feature. Come on. Okay, last question. This Deuce is Bigelow, Matt. European Gigolo. No, I didn't see that one. It's not good. Mm. Okay, sorry. Last question. Last question. <laughs> this is from Emily. First tattoo experience. All right, well, this is heartfelt, actually. Um, I have a tattoo of Einstein on my yeah. ribs, and that tattoo is actually a matching tattoo with, like, five other dudes. Uh, our friend had passed away, Aww. and he always joked that if he ever died, we had a pool table where we all played beer pong on for a long time that we would have to get his name tattooed on us. So we got that felt cut out of the table, and then we all have that tattoo on the side of our uh, ribs. Oh, my goodness. So I usually tell people when they ask about the Einstein tattoo uh, that it's because I love science. And yesterday I looked in the mirror and my hair. So the Einstein tattoo is not just because I love science. It's for my friend, and it's matching with a lot of guys. And I haven't seen them in a very long time, but that's okay. Because we were still connected with our skin ink. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I look in the mirror. Like, I looked in the mirror yesterday, and I had this big, crazy hair that's bleach and white and had a mustache. And all I could think was, like, damn, dude, you think you look cool? Because you just look like fucking Einstein, dude. You look like Albert Einstein. And it doesn't look cool, man. You just look like a big fucking Halloween costume of Albert Einstein. You remember him in Oppenheimer? He's yeah. a character in Oppenheimer. He was like, one day they will give you a fish dinner. We we went to the vape store the other night, and you came out and you said, I look like how it feels to be Mozart. Yeah. Yeah, like you see those old pictures of Beethoven and Mozart, and their hair is just everywhere, and you're like, I don't know if I ever want to let my life get that out of control. And then it does, and you go, I get it now. I know what you guys were going through. To be a crazed artistic genius, you just got to let shit slide. And now... Big blonde head. I had to apologize to Pitar yesterday because the purple shampoo stains the the claw bathtub, and I had to get in there and do a little scrubbing. Uh, I'm only doing that once a week, though, so it should be limited issues okay. on the amount of purple that's okay. in the bathtub because it does eat away at your hair to do the purple shampoo because it pulls the yellow back out by eating your hair. It's okay. kind of like whitening your teeth, and it ruins the enamel. Yeah. You know... I got so many years left with hair, so I'm just going to ride it out. I'm not I'm not going to go get the European hair surgery. I'm not going to Pakistan like the NXT superstars to get my chin and face done. 